Hey, husband. Yes, wife. What's the difference between a hippo and a zippo? What? One is really heavy and the other's a little lighter. Wow. Big news, husband. And what's that, wife? You and I, but mostly you, aren't writing, aren't the only ones writing for the website anymore. <laughs> yeah, we are still writing, but... We're not we the are, only ones. We are going to have some new faces, sort of, because you can't really see their face. New speakers? Language? Person? Talking? What? Right. So we are excited to announce that we are going to have some guest contributors yes. over on randomsthoughts.wordpress.com So you definitely want to check that out. It should be up by the time that this goes live. So if you're listening to this right now, head over there to randomsthoughts.wordpress.com and check out the new article. It should be right up at the top. I thought it was a really cool idea and I actually kind of want to build this deck. So yes, so we have our new submission by Woodrow and we're very excited for it. And he is going to blow you away with this article. <laughs> so definitely hit us up with some feedback. Uh, hit Woodrow up with some feedback in the Facebook group. I'm not sure if he's in the other areas, so we're going to plan everybody there. We don't know. We'll figure that out. Go to Facebook. If you are interested in contributing, then definitely reach out to us because we would like to expand both our WoW content as well as other content. So if you're one of our off-topic listeners... Yeah. Definitely hit us up because we definitely love to have some Harry Potter TCG stuff. We want to expand for Lightseekers. We want to bring on a bunch of stuff because there are a lot of games out there. And I think it's fun to hear about the other games and bring them in. Yeah. So I guess without further ado, definitely check that out and on with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Random's Thoughts. I'm Wife. And I'm Husband. And we are here to bring you the WoW TCG news and thoughts of the day. You only partially had that sentence formed, didn't you? It, it works. <laughs> You're starting it and just hoping that it works out? Yeah, mostly. Well, it's not too different from normal. Yeah. Well, it is what it is. So, we're back and we're on episode 28? <laughs> sure. Is it something around there. We'll we'll check it afterwards. So, um, we're back to talk to you about the WoW TCG and a few off-topic things because why not? We'll we'll throw it in there. Yeah. Especially because as we're going through the event list for Gen Con, we're getting excited about all these other games that we want to try. So many. I mean, <laughs> let's be real. Our entire trip is based around playing in the Retro WoW Championship. Like yes. if that. That is the primary focus, but we have there new are, stuff too this year. There are a few other games and a few other things going on at Gen Con, which is weird that yeah. anybody could think there's anything else going right? on. Like, I mean, there's races to run, dance classes to do, lamps to paint, something like that. Well, in your case, you're just crocheting all weekend, aren't you? I am only taking two crocheting courses. Only. The rest. Of the weekend. How, how many more crocheted octopi are you going to come up with? Okay, first off, my uh, crocheted octopi are adorable and bite me. <laughs> they are adorable and you don't get one anymore. 
Yeah, I do kind of want to check out some of the other uh, classes and the other demos. Actually, off topic, so aside from Light Seekers, which we are, which we do have something exciting to bring up, we'll get to that in a second. I do kind of want to look at the Munchkin CCG. Yeah, it looked. I mean, in the way that only Munchkin can be cute. Well, the, I was re- I saw silly. it last year at Gen Con, and I remember walking past like an an advertisement for it, and I'm like, really a Munchkin CCG. Uh, Munchkin's not actually that much fun. I, uh, I like Munchkin, but I see it as a every once in a while sort of game. Well, the, the CCG seems to just pull from the artwork and the theme, but the actual card game itself is a wild departure from the actual, or what most people think of as Munchkin, which to me was a positive. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure there are people out there that wish that it was air quotes, true munchkin, but because it's so wildly different, it's kind of drawing me in, so I kind of want to check it out. They're running their nationals on Saturday with qualifiers before that, but we'll see. Thursday is looking like our only free day right now. Yeah. So we'll see and how that And even that, I'm sure, will only stay open for about half a second. Yeah, but, you exactly. Know, that's how Gen Con goes. So speaking of Light Seekers, not to inundate everybody with off-topic, but if you weren't aware, Light Seekers is both a digital, you know, like a mobile RPG that spawned a card game. So there's yeah. a physical card game that we've mentioned before. If you want to hear more about it, check out our last Yeah, uh, the previous recording. episode. So they had announced a while back and just released a video indicating that their digital client is still going to go live in the middle of next month, meaning the middle Woo-hoo! of June 2018, which is awesome. So they're doing, because they have the integration between their physical cards and their app already, what's going to end up happening is you can scan in your physical cards to update your collection online. In addition, they're going to have a way to increase your collection through free-to-play means, online. Mm -hmm. And then apparently the way that they're, you know, the way they're actually going to make money is aside from selling packs physically that you scan in, every extra copy of a card that you have beyond your play set. So in that game, you can have three of a card. Once you get your fourth card, it adds a special effect when you play it. Not like it changes the way the card functions, but you know, if you cast a fireball, there's no card named fireball, but if you, if you were to cast a fireball, it has little bitty flames. Then you get your fourth card, and it's like, okay, bigger flames. You get your hundredth card, and it's like, boom, the whole board explodes. And like, <laughs> Which, I mean, stuff like that, I understand. I know people who like to turn off those effects, and I think those people don't get enough love out of their life. <laughs> because those type of things are fun. Well, to be fair, uh, like playing Hearthstone, which I can't stand, and one of the things that I can't stand about it is, okay, the animation is fun the first time. It's cool the second time. It's fun the, the, like the 37th time. But after a while, especially because it eats into your turn timer, that, okay, do I really need to see this animation for the 10,000th time? Okay, well, if it do, like, if they find a way to... I agree with that. If it eats into your turn timer, it's obnoxious. But, like, with the Pokemon one, I like it when a massive wave storm comes and wrecks the other guy. Well, I agree with you, and that's one of the things I like from Hearthstone. I remember when we first looked into it that it it was interesting to me that because I had never thought that what I wanted out of in card games, or not out of card games, but one of the things that I... I didn't know I wanted in card games 
was sound effects. And they're so much fun. It, like, you get... It, could you imagine somebody drops an edge of oblivion and you <laughs> swing and it just goes... <laughs> like, that would be awesome. That really would be. But it is what it is. We're never going to get an online no. client. But, good segue back yeah. into WoW. So enough about off-topic stuff for now. Uh, there's actually been a lot of efforts on the digital side by a number of volunteers. Yeah, which is so, super exciting. Uh, 3VO or 3VO, I don't, I haven't spoken with him, which we should probably reach out to him. Maybe he wants to do an interview. Yeah, but that'd be awesome. He's put in a lot of effort and has been posting on the Discord, which again, if you haven't seen it, go check it out on the Reddit. There should be a link to the Discord. You can hop in there. There's a lot of discussion going on there. And he's put in a lot of effort into updating tables for Tabletop Simulator to make people's lives easier to play the game. Yeah, because if you've tried it, it can be hard. It's it's kind of daunting if you first dive in. I'm Uh, still scared. So from trying to design my own games and trying to import them into Tabletop Simulator, creating the different objects, it's a little tedious, especially because I'm only getting to look at it maybe once a month. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) because we're doing other real-life stuff, testing in real life and, you know, real life responsibilities. So I'll get to it every once in a blue moon. It's always kind of, okay, I got to relearn everything. So 3VO, as I'm going to call them, has been making a lot of strides in adding in functionality such as, you know, random number generators for if you, there's like three cards that have to roll a die. Yeah. Or uh, setting up the decks and the tables a little bit faster. So that way you don't have to create all the objects and all these other things. And then he actually had something cool, an idea to play music in the Ooh. games, which was a cool idea. That so that, But uh, I don't know how far that got. It was just an idea that came up. So wanted to give a quick shout-out to him because I can only imagine from the little experimenting that I've done how much effort must go into that. Yeah. So definitely thumbs up there. Yeah, majorly. So uh, on the news front also... Also creating things. I don't remember if we talked about this, Raid Wife, remind me, but uh, KingSpark7 had posted on the Reddit, and I think it was mentioned in the Discord as well, that he, she, I, I don't know, uh, had created Gruul's Lair, which was a raid from the Burning Crusade. I think you and I have mentioned it. I don't think we have mentioned it here. Yeah, we may have because, spoken about it. Um, I I was thinking about it the other day, and I love raiding. I know we've talked about it before, and the more I think about it, the more I want more raids, which is why it's incredibly exciting when we have new raid bosses coming at you. Exactly. So in this one has a bunch of unique mechanics. Now, we haven't had the chance to go through it, but I've been perusing it, and other people have been posting their thoughts on it. But in general, it's cool that there's content being produced by RetroWow on the, for lack of a better way to put it, the competitive side. Yeah. With the new Monk set, and then down the line, the Demon Hunter set, or whatever ends up coming after that, or before them, whatever. Mm -hmm. But we also have on the more cooperative side, you have these new raids coming out, because that's an entire segment of the WoW population that, we've said it before, I... Personally, I feel as though, especially towards the end of the game, that yes, there were dungeon decks, and yes, there were a handful of raids, but it's okay. it felt like it was getting pushed to the side. Yeah, it felt like oh, hey, let's just slap this together, and we'll call it a we'll call it a competition. So it 
it's cool to see that stuff. I'm definitely excited to see more because there are yeah. so many raids that never got their line, the time in the limelight. And like a lot of the new raids in the last couple of WoW releases, not that we have like overall overall sets for, but like they're really cool to run through. And the Siege of Orgrimmar would be a super cool raid. It would be so much fun. That would be awesome. Uh, I I know Warlords of Draenor isn't exactly our favorite expansion, and probably not. The general populace's favorite expansion, but there's but there some cool rights from there. Like, I would be interested in seeing maybe some five mans. Yeah, I mean, the bigger, I think that would be great. I know people were talking about it, and I think it was prompted by the discussion about the Gruul's Lair raid that there was an interest in more dungeon decks, and I would definitely love to see some of those. Now, personally, I'm always going to lean towards the Wrath of the Lich King ones. Yes, yes, you are. Well, there is the... a running joke in our social lives about husband killing the Lich King. Well, that has nothing to do with what I'm and saying, wife. I'm talking but... about the fact that you and I played yeah. a lot of Wrath of the Lich King together, and I think there are a lot of memorable dungeons from that expansion. And I feel like not that the well, it is the MMO is kind of on a down. It, it's down in numbers, I would say. And that has well, been... I mean, to be fair, it still has, like... I mean, yeah. bazillion percent more than any other MMO. No, like... which is totally true. But, I'm, but like, I feel a lot of people nostalgically think back to Ice Crown as, like, the be- glory days and all that good stuff. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people do... Would say that that is their peak time when they were in WoW. I think... Honestly, it's mostly because there was such a visceral negative reaction to Cataclysm. Yeah. Which, honestly, looking back, it's funny that the MMO got such a kick in the pants from Cataclysm, right? You know, there are people who like Cataclysm, but I think it's safe to say that the general consensus is that Cataclysm was seen as a net negative for a lot of people. Yeah. Simultaneously, (laughs) Worldbreaker... And its block for the TCG seemed to have had a similar effect. Yeah, I part of me wonders if that had a lot to do with Cataclysm and also had to do with the game slowly reaching its inevitable demise. I mean, to be fair, it was kind of fitting with the theme. It was a tumultuous time because yeah. you had the changeover, you had the entire change in design philosophy, they even changed the card frames, they changed a bunch of the rules, and a bunch yeah. of things with... In a, a couple minutes, we're going to get into another topic talking about, okay, how would we meld some of these ideas? And there You're were right. a lot of ideas the more that you never add to quite the list. Yeah, the more you add to the list, the more I'm remembering... Just how much I was saddened by that set. I mean, because of the way the rotations work, so core wasn't really a thing yet. Yeah. It, you know, there was still enough of an influence, especially because of the comparatively high power level of Scourge War block, that the blow was softened initially. But by the time you hit Thrones block, and then eventually... Uh, were the Ancients block, like, and you were in the throes of the new design philosophy, the game felt significantly different. Yeah. And 
I know personally I wasn't as excited about it, but it kind of is what it is. But that's that. We went from talking about raids yeah, to, not, to whining about cataclysm. I, I don't know how we get where we go, but we get there. So we do. let's let's circle it back. But speaking of changing formats, okay. So there actually was a WoW tournament recently. Did you know that, wife? I did know that down in Texas because everything seems to be better in Texas, even though it's a state that I've never been to. <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, we do have uh, some family that lives down there, so maybe we'll have to pay a visit and see if we can. So, what ended up happening is, I believe it was in Lubbock, Texas. I don't know the name of the store, though. Uh, it, but Because I've been trying to yeah. find... I know the tournament already happened in April, but I don't know what the results were, unfortunately. Yes. So, hopefully, by next episode, there'll be some more information up. But there was a core tournament. Which is... Kind of a blast from the past, even though, which is funny because classic is the past, but yeah. So yeah, it is a little, I don't want to say odd because that sounds negative, but it is a little Surprising. different. Yeah. So because, you know, granted we love classic so, and the Retro Wow event that we are so excited for is classic. It's interesting because, again, like we were just talking about with Cataclysm and I guess Humans just don't like change in general. When Core was announced, it wasn't exactly met with a resounding, you know, set of fireworks. No, and... people were angry. Like, I remember sitting with our group and the conversation got heated. And I learned a lot of new vocabulary that weekend. Well, I I don't think they were that angry, but it, there was definitely a sense of disappointment. Now, yeah. anybody who's been around card games long enough knew this was coming. Like... Although Upper Deck had, I think they had officially stated way back when the game started that there was no intent to ever do a format rotation. Anybody who's played a card game long enough knows that it's going to happen. Yeah. Aside from the logistical concerns. So just for a moment, let's talk about the health of the game. It is super difficult to reasonably control a meta when there's thousands of cards. Yeah, and... There's no... Someone is going to find a card interaction that messes up the entire game. Now, that being said, as it can be seen with the Retro WoW events and the new sets, it can be a controlled entry for new cards, mm. and it can be monitored. Yes. Here's the problem. When you introduce the commercial side of it, and look, at the end of the day, they're a company, whoever they happens to be, they need to make money... They need to keep employing yes. people to be able to produce more cards. If you want the game to live, if you want to keep having fun with your friends, they got to make some cash. So the bottom line is, is that, yes, they could continue making sets and just forever do classic or type one or whatever we happen to be talking about. Yeah. But the problem is, is that the net change percentage-wise... Unless you're making, you know, 15,000 card sets, which is unreasonable, you're not going to change... <laughs> The percentage-wise, the amount of cards that much that are available, and by definition, not all of them are going to be relevant. Yes. So as a result, people are naturally inclined to probably buy less product. Yeah. So even if you're maintaining and cultivating a perfect format that people love and are so excited to play, you still got to get a way to, to kind of flush the new stuff in. And for new experiences, people do... Believe it or not, I don't understand how, but people do get sick of seeing the same cards. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I 
I don't. I don't either, but um, I know it's a thing that's out there. I know there. people do. But, and it is nice to breathe some new, different air into anything. Yeah, so. I, I don't want to come down on core as a, core is bad because format rotation is bad. I definitely don't think they are. So to, to bring it back to... I think to, they're a necessary evil. Well... And not necessarily even evil. Yeah, I don't think they're evil. It's just a different experience. It's a different way to play the game. Yeah. Just like raids are different from competitive events. Neither is bad. They're just different. Different. So... To bring it back to the event, if anybody out there that's listening has results, definitely hit us up at randomthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. You can find all of our contact info on our website over at randomthoughts.wordpress.com. So yeah, if you guys have anything out there, I don't know who won the event or anything, but I know or, it happened. Like, just what, yeah, all of it. What got played? I'm, I'm excited to hear about something like this again. How much pizza got eaten in between rounds? I would care about that too. All of the information. Why? I don't know. It's the first food that came into mind. Well, that's because every time we go to WoW events, we end up ordering Pizza Hut. You're not wrong. So, yeah, funny story. Why? There's so many better pizza places, but that's Pizza Hut is good, though. I mean, it is. Look, I like, out of all the terrible pizza places, Pizza Hut is definitely the king. I mean, yes. Like, what's your comparison? Like, Domino's? Domino's? I mean, Domino's is terrible. But Papa John's has that dipping sauce. No, but Papa John's is not pizza. <laughs> it's just bread. With it, I'm not sauce. even sure it's bread. <laughs> it's like, bread I, with dipping sauce. But that dipping sauce, though. Uh, that I don't dipping know sauce, about though. That. How many people are angry out there right now? So somebody, mad. somebody out there is super big Papa John's fan is going to be mad at us. But there's like that garlic dipping sauce. So Papa John's fan, I'm a fan of that and the breadsticks. Yeah, but like it's that's it. Anyway, I, to be that, fair, okay, to I, be fair, we're from the East Coast. You got to go local if you go at all. Well, yes, because the pizza here is definitely better. Yeah, but Fight you can't Chicago. go. <laughs> anyway, so enough about that. So those are the the major news items, with the exception of one other one. So we had a big scare and then some relief for it. Yeah. So if anybody out there is not familiar, the FrogWow.me is another. I guess ancillary tool for playing WoW. So you have, you know, TCG browser, you got WoW cards, and then frogwow.me will generate files for Tabletop Simulator and make your life easier, but it reads off of uh, wowcards.info. Yeah. Problem is, is that it kind of up and died yeah, <laughs> out of nowhere. Just, it went bye-bye, um, and the forums, Discord, everything went, guys, guys, what just happened? What just... And then, like, fire everywhere, people screaming, all that good stuff. So I don't know who was able to quell the panic, but somebody was able to get a hold of the administrator for FrogWow, and then suddenly everything came back. Which is nice. So it makes everybody's life a little bit easier. No more screaming, no more panic. So, uh, nameless person out there, we owe you. Yeah. (laughs) If you want to comment, if you're listening, and, and you know who you are, we... Um, we will build praises in your honor. Yeah, there are many people who thank you because there are many, many hours that are saved by doing that. So uh, those were the, the major news items that happened, at least that I'm aware of, since our last show. Yeah. But uh, So the, there's actually a decent amount of stuff going on. So you, you got... New sets coming up. You got tournaments going on. We got we got the apocalypse coming and going (laughs) with the (laughs) online stuff. A quick apocalypse. Hi, how you doing? And then leaving. Oh my god, the day while TCG browser goes away. 
Yeah, that's actually, in all honesty, everybody was talking about FrogWow going down, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, we don't use Tabletop Simulator right now, as far as WoW goes. Yeah. Like like I said, I try and use it for designing our own games, um, but we're doing everything physically ourselves. We just know that other people utilize this stuff. So, the thought went through my head, I'm like, wait a minute, like, I have literally a hundred something, two hundred something pseudo decks built on WoW TCG browser and, just yeah. for ideas. The fear, the, the icy hand that grips your heart. Like, I can go print them things. out so I don't forget these ideas, but like, that's a lot of trees. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so, it is. Plus, it's just, it's, okay, so I have my qualms about WoW TCG browser. One of the main ones is that it searches flavor text, which drives me insane every time I search for something. And it's like, oh, I searched for Deathwing, thinking that, oh, well, it's just going to look for cards with Deathwing in the name, or, you know, Deathwing yeah. in the text. No, it technically searches the flavor text, so it has but hundreds of cards. Let's, let's be real here. The flavor text is the best part of this game. Yes, but, I, <laughs> and I, I don't want to bag on the, whoever's doing TCG Browser, because it is great, and it, it's a huge asset, but... It is so annoying to do that when I look at the Gatherer for Magic, and you can filter out certain things like that, but it hey, is what it is. Hey, we still have this beautiful source. Don't be bashing the source. It might get angry at you. So, yeah, it, it did. It stopped my heart for a second <laughs> when I, I thought, oh my god, what if we lost WoW TCG Browser or WoW cards or, you know. We have such small fears. So... Yeah, if only that was the, the only thing we had to worry about. So, uh, anyway, we're going to move into our next section because we were talking about the core tournament that was happening. So, we wanted to talk a little bit about core and contemporary and a couple other ideas that are more pie-in-the-sky sort of things since we've been diving into decks for the last however many weeks. Decided to take a step back, kind of talk about more general format stuff. So, core and contemporary. Well, they, let's start out, what are they, wife? Well, aside from being two formats, um, we have core. So core is the analog in WoW to type 2 or standard in Magic, which is basically you run the most recent sets. Yeah. The idea is that it's supposed to be an entry point, a gateway for new players that you can jump on, and as we talked about before, it also... And it helps the company out because it forces you to keep up. And like you said, with new players, it helps them not have to own everything. Yeah, there's something daunting about... Now, it, it's easier now because you could proxy stuff. Yeah. But right. if you were start, if the game was still alive and we said, Hey, why don't you come play Classic? Go buy this giant catalog going back 15 years. Yeah, where some of them are still $75. Yeah, good luck. Or it, possibly they're increasing in price because... Scarcity. Yeah. Like, it happens. So, core is, has a purpose. Contemporary, on the other hand, is kind of the middle ground. So, it's the bridge between core and classic. Now, for our purposes, contemporary is world breaker on up. Mm -hmm. So, it's where the breakpoint came in design philosophy. It's where the breakpoint came in the license holder. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, and the idea is that... Honestly, it was going to be Cryptozoic's replacement for Classic. Yes, they had Classic, but let's be real. I don't think they ever really had an intent to support it. No, they definitely... 
it was mentioned, and I honestly, I correct me if I'm wrong, I dimly remember even meeting with a cryptozoic employee, and we were like, hey, classic, and he's like, uh, no. I don't remember, maybe you did one at one of the uh, two-pack events. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure his exact words were, yeah, it's it's a thing, and um, yeah. And I'm pretty sure you wouldn't said. have been that explicit about it. They probably would have, you know, if it I was remember, like wink, wink, nudge, nudge yeah. sort of thing, where it's like, yeah, we're supporting it. No. Yeah. No. Um, but anyway, so the reason we wanted to bring it up, well, we were on the subject talking about it. Because of the core tournament in Texas. Which we're still so excited for, so send us info. Yeah, so we, because we were so excited about it, we were getting to talking about those two formats and whether it would, does it make sense to still have them? Now, personally, spoiler alert, we're still all in on Classic. Yeah. And we still think Classic is the best way. But as a thought experiment, it was, okay, well, would this even make sense? And kind of where we went from it were two different paths. Both involve modifying it. Now, the initial thing is, or step one, I guess we kind of jettison core. Yeah, um, we pretty much, there. there's no need for that small amount, like... Now, by no means are we saying it's bad if you like it. If you enjoy no, core, you, by all means, play core. But for us, it just kind of felt... It, limiting? It, it feels arbitrarily restricting right yeah. now, especially... Given that, well, we personally love a bunch of cards that wouldn't be legal for it, but it also felt like it, without new sets, and as we said, it's kind of a driver for getting new people in. If the card pool is not going to keep expanding at the rate that a live card game does, I don't think it, yeah. the the purpose that it serves is there. Yeah, it's, it's like, like you said, it's limiting yourself for almost no reason. Other like, than if I mean, you enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, if you enjoy it, that's a great reason. I'm saying if you don't enjoy it and you're thinking, oh my god, what if? why can't I have this card legal? Then why are you playing core? So we kind of moved from there into contemporary. Now, yeah. contemporary still runs, a pro- or runs into a problem. So for us, a lot of the cards we enjoy are Scourge Ward Block and up. Yeah. So... And it's not necessarily the Brodericks or the Tuscar Kites or even Corpse Explosion. For me, personally, it's Phylactery of the Nameless Lich and Yumerheim Chosen Warrior so I can play Zombie Go. For Wife, it's Soul Drinker Bogmara and Twilight Vanquisher Nolan. Yeah. Who's shocked? Who's shocked? I know. Shocker there. But there are, across Scourge War, Wrathgate, and Ice Crown, there are a lot of really, and even Naxxramas, because that's where Phylactery comes from, there are a lot of cards that could shine if you stripped out, say, some of the more powerful ones. Yeah. So one of our thoughts was, well, what if you made contemporary Scourge Ward blocking up? Which sounds interesting, but you'd have to then expand the ban list significantly. Yeah, you definitely would have to expand the ban so, list because you're going to see too many of the same things over and over again. Well, there's a reason they're meta-defining in classic, so of course they're going to be meta-defining yeah. contemporary. and. We had talked about one of the scenarios, so what if we created a corset, effectively? Magic had had a corset for a long time. <laughs> corset. I, okay. Hilarious, wife. I know. So Magic had had a corset for a long time. Went away from it. Apparently they're going back to it. Uh, Hearthstone has their classic set. A number of other games have some kind of base underlying thing. These cards will pretty much always be legal 
and then maybe we change out a few of them here and there. So the question becomes, well, what do you put into that for wow? Now, if you put in something like Tuscar Kite, does it now mean that the Everyone entire meta... needs to have a Tuscar Kite, or... Well, does that mean the meta is now either you're a Girdle deck or you're a Kite deck, or maybe you're both, because then you could have the Kite and the, the Girdle yeah. going? Um, does that squeeze out aggro decks? Or is there a way to define these are the class-defining cards? So say all the talent cards... Every talent card ever is legal. And then pick and choose other things, like certain allies. Maybe you don't need Mikhail, but you do want Burly Berta. Or maybe you... <laughs> I forget about Burly Berta sometimes. Well, she did get reprinted. Yeah. Or maybe you do want Kazamon's Seal Skin, but guess what? He's in the same set as Blizzard. We don't really need all of Blood of Gladiators. Maybe we get rid of Blizzard and yeah. keep Kazamon. I don't know. I, I think it would be interesting to do it as a thought experiment. It would definitely take a lot of effort, and that's kind of why we decided that, at least for us, it makes more sense to do Classic, because we could excise specific cards more easily than trying to determine what which actually sets... gets What gets added, what gets joined, what needs the axe out of this particular thing that you've added. It gets really convoluted, and that's when we come back to Classic. Keep it simple. Um, I think there's something clean about Classic. That's yeah. what it is. Like, yes, there is a ban list currently. At least from Retro out, Officially, unofficially, whatever. Uh, there isn't a ban list for Classic. But we were when we were talking about this idea, you know, is there really anything other than quests? Is there a card from Heroes of Azeroth that through the Dark Portal that someone's dying to play? Like Leroy Jenkins. Okay. He's yeah. not even that good anymore. Yeah. I know he was kind of a thing at the very beginning of the game because there was Blue Hunter aggro. Uh, and ironically, we came full circle with werewolves. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, so there there are some cards, but really it's the old quests. So maybe you blanket say, if there was a core set, you blanket say, okay, all old quests, legal. You have reputation cards. So the Scryer Aldor. Honestly, there's not much there aside from Vindicator's Brand, maybe Retainer's Blade. Yeah. Um, and then beyond that, a handful of neutral allies, maybe there's a Miriam Starcaller, but I think enough people have PTSD from that card <laughs> that you could probably get rid yeah. of it. I don't know. I mean, I think it's a cool idea and I think it, if the population were bigger in general. Yeah. If we had more data, if we had more people playing like all the time and had, if, if we have the numbers that we used to have, just of people playing, or even like a little bit less than that, I think it would be... Yeah, it, it gives people... Be able to do it. It gives people an alternative, just like we were talking about with the core tournament. If people like core, great, play core. Well, if you prefer contemporary or contemporary 2.0, as we're proposing it, to classic, there's nothing wrong with that. Just play it. Yeah. And I think it, it would be a fun format, or at least... a. A different one. So right now, say, we always talk about how werewolves and Tyrus and this and that, you know, you have to be prepared for these things. Well, what if you had a format that didn't have Death Fear, didn't have Undercity, it didn't have Unholy Power, it didn't have Envoy of Mortality? And I think that would be fun. I also think a fun thought experiment would be more block parties and just... Mm -hmm. This would be something that, you know, right now it doesn't work because we don't have the numbers overall, but like Picking a, a, a block, a set, picking a time period even in the game and saying, okay, we're going to play from 
Heroes of Azeroth to pick something and so go from there. Block Party, if you're not familiar with it, was actually an idea for the Magic Invitational from like 1998 or something like that, like a long time ago. And the idea was everybody chose a block at the time. So you would pick, say, Scourge... Uh, presumably everyone would pick Scourge War block. So you would have to build a deck out of Scourge War, Wrathgate, and Ice Crown. If I remember correctly, Wife, what you're proposing, though, is to randomize it. So you yeah, get one random big for, set. Yeah, I'm proposing it like one big set, two or three little sets, depending on what we find out we need, and we literally pick them out of a hat. And so then everybody is confined to those cards. So you're playing block constructed, but with artificially constructed blocks, if that yes. makes sense. So say you get, you'll get Drums of War, you'll get Through the Dark Portal, and then you'll get Tomb of the Forgotten. Yes. And then just have at it. Good luck. Yes. Wait. It would be a fun thought experiment, and you can't tell me otherwise. I don't think it would work except for, like, for fun play or maybe, like, a very tiny, small group of people going at it, but I think it would be fun. I think there would be a cool way to... So, I disagree with assigning everybody the same block. I think it would be more fun if everybody chose their own block, but you need a way to push people not to pick Scourge War. So there has to either be a penalty or maybe you have to ban some stuff. Because otherwise, I honestly feel like you pick Scourge Wars, your big set. Oh my gosh, we could do it like a white elephant where everybody passes the hat around. And like, so you pick your big set and you can either steal somebody else's big set. And everyone's going to try and steal Scourge War. But like, no, you it, only get, but each one only gets two steals before it go before it's stuck there forever. But do you see, like, if you got Scourge War, I know you have Scourge War. Yes. Then whoever goes last is going to end up with Scourge War, and they're going to have an advantage. Maybe. But that I think it would have to get ironed out, but I think there's potential in the idea. I think it would be fun. I think it would be fun. I think it would be a fun thought experiment to try to get random stuff together. Wow, you're really trying to push that one. Is it, was that a random thought you had, wife? No, actually, it was just <laughs> me liking chaos. So, it, it, it is a cool idea. I think it was brought up probably, I mean, it had to have been brought up on the forums. There were so many Magic players that played WoW yeah. and vice versa that it had to have been brought up before. But, so that was one of the ideas, um, in addition to the contemporary one. One of the other things that we kind of beat around the bush about last week was more casual-oriented formats, both multiplayer and direct PvP. So, I was introduced um, a couple Gen Cons ago to a new-to-me game type, um, which I know it's probably not new to literally anyone else who's listening, but it was new to me. Um, for the Harry Potter TCG, it was Giant Wars, which is a hundred deck of single cards, which obviously is a whole lot like Elder Dragon Highlander. Um, or Commander for or anybody. Commander. <laughs> um, but I don't was... know if anyone actually calls it EDH <laughs> Okay. Like, EDH, I'm probably dating know. myself when I explained it to you as EDH. You are an incredibly old man, so... Oh, you want to talk about old wife? You are still four years older than me. Sure. But anyway, um, so Commander, EDH, so this, the idea is big deck, single cards, have at it. And I thought it was a lot of fun. It's 
not, you know, a competitive thing in most games by any means. Now, just to clarify, for Giant Wars for Harry Potter is one-on-one, right? Yes. Whereas Commander and EDH are typically, but not always, and there's actually been a a surge of one-on-one leagues, they're typically multiplayer. Yeah. So the one for uh, Giant Wars is one-on-one. I think I just always think of EDH and Commander as being one-on-one because we only play it together. But, um, like, it's just a fun idea to have this massive deck... And you just kind of had to go at it, and you might get what you want, you might not. Good luck. Well, part of the fun is trying to construct it to make consistency out of the inconsistency. Yeah, and And like I said two minutes ago, I like chaos. Well, it also, one of the things I liked about it for EDH, Command, or whatever, is the customization. So it's awesome to have an entire foiled out deck, you know, a regular deck. Yeah. Or have a playset of a specific kind of promo. But you know what? I'm probably never going to be able to afford four sketch Edwins or four sketch model cons. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not happening. So, I, art I might be able to get one, though, which would be cool to then put in, it's, you know, like, yeah, it's something it's fun, fun to throw on the table. So, where does that come in for WoW? Well, we have our own version in the Chaos format. Like I said, I like Chaos. So... Real quick rundown, we've talked about it a bunch of times before, but if you're not familiar, it's WoW's version of Commander, basically. So the five dragon aspects were your heroes that you could choose from. They are dual class, They you choose Horde or Alliance, you can only have one of each card, and they, as a rule, general blanket rule for the format, any of your allies can protect your hero. They don't get protector, but they can protect your hero. Yeah. So... Each of these heroes had 40 health, and, oh, their flips were bonkers. They were they were obnoxiously ridiculous. So, I don't mind the ridiculous, but they were obnoxiously ridiculous. Well, here's the thing. So even within themselves, some of them were out of sync power-wise. So Alex Straza is one of, if not the best one. For four or five, you flip her, recur an ally. So you put an ally from your graveyard directly into play. While she's flipped, all your guys have plus two, plus two, elusive, and untargetable. At least I think that's what it is. Yeah. Something equally I think it's elusive and stealth. No, it's probably elusive and untargetable. Yeah, you're right. So you can't, your guys can't be touched and they're bigger. Like, that's just ridiculous. Oh, and it's your hero flip, so like, there's only four or five cards in the entire game that can can address that. So basically it kind of ends the game. So it... I honestly think the biggest issue with Chaos, it's who flipped first? Okay, you win. Well, yes and no, because some of the other flips are tutors, which are really good in a format where, you know, one of the defining factors is inconsistency. A tutor is pretty good. This is true. Uh, But some of them are great, some of them are not. Bottom line is they are all game-changing flips. And therein lies the problem. So if we compare it to Commander... Your hero there, your commander, defines what your deck can use. So think of it like your class. So if you have a blue-white hero, you can only use blue and white cards in your deck. Mm-hmm. If you have a mono-red hero, you could only use red cards in your deck. So it's kind of like if you ran Og, the mage warrior uh, hero. If you ran him, you could run mage and warrior. But if you ran a priest, you can only run priest cards. So it's the same sort of thing. 
The problem is here, the flips are so game-breaking. And, and let, even if, I feel like even if you're in a multiplayer game, one of those flips changes things, so it just becomes, okay, well, everyone gang up on that person. It's not a more subtle... Yeah. It, I don't know. I personally don't like it. I I don't really care for it either. I like... I like basically when it's not all carried on your hero and not all on your hero flip. Like, I like having abilities ally i like the cards that you play meaning more i mean than... I, don't, I don't mind it if that was an option so yeah. you want to like if you're playing a regular game and you play a solo deck well your whole deck is yeah. your hero technically yes the weapons and armor and all the other stuff impacts what's going on but it's that isn't the entire thing mm -hmm. so here's the issue or the suggestion, I guess. Maybe not the issue. The the issue we've already stated, the suggestion is, what if we took Chaos as a format and threw out the dragon aspects? <laughs> yeah. So still have your big decks, your, you know, single cards, go for it, and then not have ridiculous heroes. So our suggestion here, and there is a slight problem with this, which we'll get to in a second, but the suggestion is what if we took, and I think we've talked about this before, I know I put an article on the site way back when, uh, I think it was, uh, Will You Be My Custom Hero was the title. Yeah. Uh, the idea is, what if you took major lore characters and made them into heroes? Now, Jaina and Sylvanas and Thrall and, you know, everybody else, maybe not everybody, but a lot of the major lore characters do have regular heroes. What if you instead made them chaos heroes. So, for example, Garrosh probably would only be able to use orc allies. Yeah. And would do something with orcs. Like, and make it... So, essentially, make it have to do with the lore and make... We're playing out this the card game and it's still ultimately playing out the stories of Azeroth and make your game make your deck this part of the story. And I think you could definitely balance it better, I guess, is the best way to put it. So if Garrosh required orc allies, you could use any neutral or horde orc allies, meaning you could pull in, like, Boneshoe or Behemoth from the traitor cards, even though... Or maybe you give Garrosh the traitor. I mean, I I think it fits, but we could... Husband and I could talk about Garrosh for, like, yeah. three hours, so I'm going to curtail yeah, we all go conversation there. now. So here's here's the the top level pitch. Say Garrosh has forty health, all the or arbitrarily high health. Uh, he has the protector thing for chaos because that's a blanket rule. Mm -hmm. o can only use orc allies. Can use any, let's say arms and fury abilities, including talents. So you can't use any protection abilities because uh, Garrosh doesn't strike me as a prop warrior. No, I don't think so. I think he's. Good luck, have fun. <laughs> so, Fury in Arms. He, maybe his flip, like, gives him two-handed dual wield. I yeah. mean, he only ever really has Gorhowl. Yeah, but, but like, I, I can totally see him swinging with Gorhowl's, picking a knife out of somebody's back, and also chucking it while he's going along well, with Well, the, the artwork in his Scourge War card, which is not one of the good Garrosh cards, not that there are very, there's only, like, one... 
Uh, he is holding, I can picture it in my head, but I don't have the picture in front of me. Is He's two, holding two things. Maybe it's like Gore Howl and then the Horde Banner or something. I don't yeah. know. But I thought it was two weapons. But in any case, maybe his flip gives him uh, two-handed dual wield and like maybe something related to his War of the Ancients card where like he generates orc tokens based on the number of orcs you have. Which is still fitting with his storyline. Or maybe like he lets you tutor for Orgrimmar or something. Or Corcoran Vanguard, or uh, I don't yeah. know. But and then Sylvanas would be a similar thing, or Greymane's a similar thing, where it's like you can only use Worgen or Undead allies, or Lorthamar Theron has only Blood Elf allies, that yeah. sort of thing. Or maybe Thrall as War Chief of the Horde because he was friendly with Jaina. Maybe he could bring in a handful of Alliance allies. Basically, what we're getting at is you. You utilize, make an oversized hero card, put all the deck building rules on there. Yeah, put all the deck building rules on there, but have rules that help tell the story and leads us into our other idea, but you are ruling your army, go. Yeah, and this way you can ratchet back the power level of the aspect heroes, because I, mm-hmm. while I think that's fun, I don't find it that fun that it's... So I think if you flip with Alex Strazzi, you could kind of play whatever allies you feel like. It doesn't yeah. matter because they're going to outclass everything your opponent has. I'm going to play Tiny Little Murlocs, and even the Tiny Little Murlocs would be super obnoxious. Every Murloc Coast Runner is a 4-3 elusive untargetable that can protect your hero. Yep. <laughs> Seems okay. Sounds good. So I think that there's there's something there. Now, in our heads, we're always kind of leaning towards doing it one-on-one. So yeah. that's part of the other reason where it's... It feels a little weird because it's a race to flip. It, yeah, it definitely is a race to flip, and that's one of the biggest issues. But, I mean, that this is just, we're throwing ideas out there. Hopefully, any listeners out there definitely chime in on the Facebook group. Hit us up at our email. Randomthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. Or on Twitter. At randthoughtpod. Or, you know, any of the other places that you can find on our website. Randomthoughts.wordpress.com. So... Definitely hit us up with some feedback if you guys have any other ideas. We're actually going to dive into one of our original ideas that we, as I said before, spoke a little bit about last week. Or last time. So, kind of like what we talked, you want to be a general. You want to lead your armies. But you aren't going to be the only one. You are going to have a lieutenant. <laughs> so. Uh-huh. As wife is uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudging there. Lieutenant is what we're tentatively calling this. Although I've toyed with the idea of calling it twos, because I, twos yeah. is a arena format, just like threes and whatever. Um, it doesn't have quite the same ring. I it's just it doesn't sound as grand and epic as lieutenant, though. I'm just throwing that out there. So one of the complaints that I personally had about the chaos format is it invalidates a card type for the most part, and that card type is master heroes. Yeah. So in most cases, if you start with 40 health, turning into a master hero is actually a health downgrade. Yeah, it's a health downgrade and like maybe a better power. Possibly, but given the power level of the aspect flips, like, why? Yeah, and like we've said before, husband and I like turning into big freaking dragons, just we don't want them to be the initial card. We like turning into that point. Now, there there are some points at, against Master Heroes that we'll get to in a second, but it is 
part of why we started coming up with this idea, which still isn't fully fleshed out. No, not even remotely. So, guys, help us. We're cool with help. We like So, help. here's the pitch. You have your lieutenant. So, you, you choose your regular hero. You build your deck following effectively the chaos rule format, really the dedicated few, meaning you can only have one of each card. Yeah. And then it's either a 60 or 100 card deck to be determined later. But either regular or giant sized deck, single cards. With the exception of unlimited stuff, but we'll, that's a detail for another time. Yeah. You choose, and again, that's built based off of your hero. So if you choose Vorix, Assassination Rogue, you build a Horde Assassination Rogue deck, however you want it. Mm-hmm. Again, classic rules. So you then choose a lieutenant. It has to be a legal partner, meaning that you can't choose an alliance lieutenant. Yeah, if you're a Horde, you can't be alliance. If you're alliance, you can't have a Horde lieutenant. And neutrals are kind of grouped together. Yeah. So for the purposes of this, we'll say that, you know, Implored Pinprick is grouped with monster heroes. Yeah. Even though he's not technically a monster. Now, that may cause some weird interactions down the line, but we haven't gotten there yet. So, if you're Horde, pick a Horde guy. If you're Alliance, pick an Alliance guy. If you're a member of the Mean Green team, you pick one of them. Of course you did. So, you that hero has no impact on your deck building. Potentially. We'll more on that later. But that effectively functions as a pseudo-protector for you, so that lieutenant can only protect your hero, mm-hmm. but you get their flip. Yeah, you get their flip, they can only protect, and it's... It's a fun idea. I think it, it feels really, thematic. Yeah, it feels thematic. Like, you got, I If you're a loved, mage, you pick a tank. If yeah. you're a tank, you pick a DPS. Yeah, and I loved um, an interaction in the MMO recently of, like, Sylvanas with, I think it was Nolan, who's like her right-hand man. Yeah. And it was like a fun, oh, you know, I'm trying to keep you alive. Stop counting my numbers. Like, it was like, it was, it was. They did the two towers thing. Yeah, they did the two towers thing. And it was funny. And, but then it really made me start to think, like, yes, we have our heroes and they have their, like, little army, but you're your general is going to have a lieutenant who is going to be backing them up, or at least they should if they're any type of general. And it's a fun way to bring the chaos format itself in and have access to just something else and still be able to get your master heroes. I think it's fun. I really think it's fun. One other point against the chaos format in general, at least for me, was that the Chaos format really felt like a knockoff commander. Yeah. It's like, okay, it even goes so far as to make all of your guys function like they do in Magic, where they can always block. Yeah. So it, they can block. Now, granted, it's only for your hero, unless they're protectors, but at the same time, it, it felt like a knockoff. It didn't feel like this was original to WoW. It was just like, oh, that's really popular. Let's, let's, let's pull, co-opt pull it. Let's pull it in, yeah. So this feels like it goes a little bit farther, plus it allows you to play Master Heroes, so... You're elongating the game because you're sort of doubling your health. So our, in our heads, at least right now, you don't have to defeat both the lieutenant and the primary hero, the general, or whatever you want to call it. You only have to defeat the primary one. Yeah. And since if the lieutenant will function just like any other he- ally slash hero, it can be exhausted with 
Eye of the Storm or Gouge. If you have stealth, you can bypass it, that sort of thing. But because you have that extra health pool jumping in front from the word go, you end up being able to sustain more hits and you're sort of doubling your health pool. Yeah. So, like we said, this is an idea in progress. Um, we have many, many thoughts on ways that it could go, but it is an idea in progress. I just want to put that little, that little disclaimer on there because we, you know, we might change an idea at any given time, but we yeah. would love any impact we can. So have. the idea again is that you, your master heroes are not dead cards. Now there, there's a risk with that because it becomes, okay, well, does every deck now revolve around master heroes? Because obviously. You know, if you resolve an Illidan, or you resolve a, even, um, what the hell's his name? Scenarius. The, any master hero, just about, if they hit the table in these sort of formats, they're game-changing. Yeah. Not that they aren't normally, but, like, could you imagine playing a multiplayer game and then playing the Lich King? That it's works. like, oh, you go, I'll take one of your guys, and you go, I'll take one of your guys, and you go, I'll take one of your... And you're very quickly going to paint a giant bullseye that maybe nobody can deal with. Yeah. So, it is something that has to be considered on that end. Maybe Chaos Format had it right, and Master Heroes are, are a no-go. That's another reason why, when we were talking about redoing the heroes, that I think it's important to bring in those lore characters... Why is there not a Lich King Chaos format hero? Yeah. Why is Why? there... Like, that, that's so one many. of the biggest... Or a Ragnaros one. Or, you know, like... Yeah. And there then just stuff. pull in... Okay, you can run... Not to sidetrack from Lieutenant, but Ragnaros hero. So you can play Fire Mage and Elemental stuff from Shaman. Any any Fire Mage card, any Elemental Shaman card. Yeah. And... And any allies that deal fire damage or weapons that deal, you know, like, do the Mother Misery thing or yeah, whatever. like, there are so many ways to play with it and still tell the story of Azeroth. So, back to Lieutenant, again, from a mechanics perspective, I think it has potential. I think it checks off a bunch of the boxes that you're looking for in a more casual format. It elongates the game, lets you play with some wacky cards, get some cool interactions, maybe your flips do cool things. So, for example, I don't remember the word. I should look this up ahead of time, but I don't remember the wording on Vorix. If it's your, and maybe this just becomes an errata for the format, but if it's all of you, anytime you, as opposed to Vorix, would deal melee damage, it becomes nature. Well, what if you pair Vorix with a feral druid who they're punching for melee damage, now Vorix increases that damage yeah. Like, I think that would be a cool interaction, potentially. We had talked about, and I know the wording on this one's incorrect, unless it's eroded for this format, but say a Frost Death Knight and the Jaina hero. All the Frost. Yeah, like... So much pain and suffering. But it would be cool to have those sort of... You could literally have Arthas Menethil, the Alliance Death Knight, who could play Frost, teamed up with Jaina, which feels like a really cool... Yeah. Lore interaction. The, I I just, I love the story, and I think using this game to tell it is great. So, definitely hit us up with your thoughts. If you guys have any ideas for your own custom, either casual formats or, like we were talking about earlier, 
if you wanted to see a change to the competitive formats, whether it's a ban in classic, it's a, a rotation for how contemporary or core should look, definitely let us know either in the Facebook group, on Discord, on Reddit, all those fun places. Yeah. Hey, husband. Yes. We talk a lot. Yeah, we do. So, um, we did have some intention on, uh, another idea of trying to state where certain classes are in the current classic format, but it's dark outside and my bed is calling and yeah. Yeah, we kind of ran through Death Knights a couple episodes ago, I think now. Uh, so we're next class on the docket was actually going to be Hunter. Yes. We're not really going in any particular order, so we're just picking classes because we actually had some interesting ideas for Hunters. So just to give you a quick spoiler, if we were making new Hunter cards, how just to put this out there in the general populace idea or consciousness, I guess. So let's say you had a Hunter hero, definitely not an undead, and you'll see why. What if their flip was pay for draw cards equal to the cost or attack, you know, or health to be determined of a pet you control. So say you have a Yurtle out. It's pay for, draw for. Yeah. What if? Oh, that might kill you. It's going to say Bonsai out. <laughs> draw like <laughs> Draw 20. your entire deck. That could, it could be bad. So the, the reason we were thinking about it is one of the complaints that we'll get to when we do discuss Hunters is their inability to draw cards, inability to deal with ongoing abilities, very limited ability to deal with equipment. And I think tying into what we were just talking about, the theme of each class and the, the themes of the game in general shouldn't necessarily 100% dictate the mechanics yeah. So you can still have hunters that draw cards or death knights that can destroy abilities. You just kind of have to be a little original about it. Maybe the death knight ones are, for every ghoul you control, destroy an ongoing sort of thing. Yeah. I So, yeah, just essentially we're trying to keep an open mind and maybe help with some of the pitfalls of the classes. And so next time, definitely, we are going to be discussing a Hunter, and among other things, but definitely a small Hunter discussion on ways we might be able to help them out. But that will all be coming next time. But for now, I'm wife. And I'm husband. And join us next time for more Random Thoughts. So for all other things Random's Thoughts, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. At our website, randomsthoughts.wordpress.com, you can now find us on Facebook under the tag of Random's Thoughts. Or find us on Twitter, at randthoughtpod. That's at R-A-N-D thought pod. And please feel free to reach out to us on Gmail at randomthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you soon. <laughs>